This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's Swindon Town. Hello, Joe. Hello, Rich. Midweek, mid-week football, everyone's favourite. Everyone's favourite. Pick and choose game. It's Plymouth in the Papa John's, which is one of those fixtures that seems to always happen. I don't know if it is a regular, but the last time we played Plymouth was certainly in this competition. It's good to have them back, isn't it? Yeah, it's always good. I feel like Bristol Rovers, Plymouth and Chelsea under 21s would be our sort of typical group. We've got two out of the three this time around, so we don't have any any extra excitement, I suppose. But uh, no, I, I think, I don't know if most people will be listening in, but the presses are still important. You still learn things from these, and that's why the people need to listen. <laughs> and also 70% of the presses don't discuss the actual game anyway. So, <laughs> so yes, indeed, we learn in stuff. It feels very Football Clichés podcast to have a pure Papa John's, but Plymouth Argo and Chelsea under-21s would surely be it. Maybe Bristol Rovers, actually. I think, yeah, Bristol Rovers and Chelsea under-21s. Yeah, that would 100% be our pure EFL trophy group stage, (laughs) Southern Group D or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's let's talk about the upcoming game against Plymouth via this presser with all the bits and pieces about the win at Doncaster. A fine victory. Oh, it was a big one, wasn't it, Joe? It was a huge, huge win. All of a sudden... um, all the fans are acting like they've liked Lindsay all along. There were chants in the away end and everything. It was crazy. Yeah, it's easier for those without a social media sort of footprint um, to be able to flip reverse 
so to speak, their opinions on managers. Yes, I think um, people have been hoping there aren't too many receipts being kept in that Swindon dressing room at the moment. But, you know, if people are going to be on board, then that's always a good thing. And maybe we'll get even 2,000 people tomorrow night with all the excitement. Well, you know, this one, nobody is going to care too much about results. Or maybe the they're, they're going to die on the Lindsay Outhill might, might sort of use this as something to keep the rhetoric going. But... Who cares? Let's talk about this game then. So straight in on fitness. So we have McDonald who went off just before the 20th minute against Doncaster. We've had Lavinia who's been out too. Hepburn Murphy we haven't seen much of. We haven't seen anything of. And then we've got players coming back like Iandolo and Devine. What was discussed here? Yeah, it starts on McDonald. Obviously he was the, the freshest one having gone off in that Doncaster game. Um, he's going to be scanned tomorrow, I believe the... Um, Obviously, everything that's going on today in the bank holiday has delayed that a little bit, but he is he will be um, looked at. They aren't totally sure what it is. Lindsay said they hadn't quite worked out yet. Cause I believe he said that McDonald was fine kicking a ball, but whenever he ran, he was feeling pain. So um, obviously, he had to come off, and they're going to find out what that is tomorrow. Obviously, won't be involved. Um, didn't even mention Adeloy, but I'm pretty certain he obviously won't be because he's the three-week mark. Lavinier trained a bit today. Uh, Tuesday will be too soon for him. He'll be back in full contact training by the end of this week. And maybe, just maybe, he'll play against Grimsby. But he's uh, he obviously won't be playing tomorrow. Rushon Hepburn Murphy will be playing tomorrow, though. So everyone's first chance to get a glimpse of him in English football for the first time in a few years. Obviously, having been in Cyprus, he's going to play half an hour at the end or so. He's supposedly been looking very sharp, looking very quick and... He's excited to get back out there because it has been a little bit, a little while for him. Yeah, it certainly has. Long, long time for him. But it's a game where you can do that. I don't know. Not feeling pain when kicking a ball, but feeling pain when you're running. I've never related to a footballer more. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure how that one that one worked necessarily. But I guess it's a, it's a different movement. But uh, hopefully it won't be too bad for McDonald. But it looked like Baudry stepped in very well over the weekend. So... Uh, we do have cover. Centre-back is, is an alright area of depth for us. Yeah, for me, it's the ageing process and extreme lack of fitness, I would say. But hopefully neither of those apply to Angus MacDonald. There was a question about Morgan Roberts, who will almost certainly get his debut on Tuesday night. I would be very shocked. Well, I've, I've, he didn't say exactly, but he, I think he said but didn't say that he will definitely be playing his... It could be a big night for him because without uh, Johnny Williams available at the weekend as well, if he puts in a particularly good performance, he could be in line for a start at Grimsby as well. So, you know, it could be big for Morgan Roberts. He's uh, he's another one who's looked sharp in training. Um, you know, he's talked about his ability to play on the right but drift inside. He likes to use likes to use his shot as a weapon, which if anyone looked at that... Um, looked at the uh, highlights role that I believe was on Twitter about him shows that he is he is fairly deadly inside the penalty box. He's got a good goal-scoring record, so hopefully could add something in that way. He's uh, very good under pressure on the ball as well and in turning in tight spaces, says Scott Lindsay. So this is, again, another one of player making his first audition to the Swindon faithful. And, you know, he's got a direct route into the first team at this point with Williams off at Wales. Yeah, I think they all have at the moment, haven't they, really? But good luck to him if he does start, or at least get some minutes. I fully expect him to start then. So 
He was asked, Scotland Z, about the plan for the evening. If we look back to the 2-0 loss against Crystal Palace under-21s in this competition, feels like an eternity ago. When was it? Late August. Lewis Ward has since left. Harrison Minton is out on loan. Those are the only two players from the starting lineup who definitely won't start. Meanwhile, you've got players on the bench who won't play. Well, it's George Calmeadow, isn't it? So what, what do you expect here? Because what I keep forgetting is they do have to play a certain percentage of first-teamers, don't they? So it's a great opportunity for players like Hutton um, to get more minutes. Yeah, it definitely is. It sounded like um, Lindsay was saying, sod the kids for this one. It's going to be the fringe first-teamers. You know, we brought in so many players towards the end of the window that we do have a few players who haven't played so much yet. So the likes of Morgan Roberts and Romeo Hutton... Expect Divine and Iandolo to make some sort of appearance in the evening. Ricky Aguiar, of course. It's a, it's going to be a, a strong side by EFL trophy standards, I think is the way to put it. It's going to be all senior pros starting the game. Um, some of the younger guys might come on later on. But I think the the main younger players, with the exception of maybe Modabra, are currently out on loan. So I think it is going to be a fairly first team heavy uh, go of it for Swindon. Um, and they, they are... I mean, the strength that you can't really put out in an EFL trophy game, I suppose. It should be a fairly strong Swindon team. And frankly, I think that's the right decision. It's not about qualification now. It's about making sure your players are match ready for the more important games. And now, because the rules dictate that we can bring on at least five substitutes, then the kids will be sat on the bench happy for 10, 15 minutes of pro football. Yeah, you don't even need to do the um, cynical Richie Wellens first minute injury to Alice Angelo or whatever it was he no. did against uh, Bristol Rovers. But um, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, your, your Sonny Hearts and your Wynn Davises will probably be on the bench and play in the second half. But it is going to be the fringe players who, it's just an opportunity to, to rest the, the senior players who have been playing and let the ones who haven't been quite so much get their full 90s under their belts or as long as they could last in the in the shape of Rushon Hepburn Murphy. So it is very much going to be a strong team and could be exciting because you've got no idea what Plymouth are going to do. No. And and it was discussed post-match, wasn't it, that Connor Brand will probably get his debut too? Yeah, definitely Connor Brand. We're still waiting on that free agent goalkeeper that we discussed last time. They're not in the door yet. So, you know, it'd be a slightly random point to use Connor uh, Sol Brin. So Connor Brand... Uh, it'll be quite easy and don't even need to change the shirt. Just switch out one letter on Bryn's top and we can save save uh, save finances. So the oh, perfect solution. A time's that hard. Eh? Well, you know, this last season, wasn't <laughs> it, where they were running out of shirts towards the end. So. Oh, ran out of shirts. Yeah, I was, a, um, I was a sponsor and on the evening you were sort of presented the shirt and they had to take it back for the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, more than understandable, given everything that went on last year. Yeah, obviously that was a it was a bit of a freak situation, but shouldn't be the same issue. But just in case it does crop up, Bran and Bryn can share. Exactly. And fat checking, you weren't far off. Danny Rose went off, sadly for him, after six minutes. And then Rob Hunt went off after the 16 minutes um, pulled up. That was a brutal game of football, that one. Oh, I was at that. You and the, the other hardy souls who could be bothered to see the absolute lack of respect that Richie Wellens had for that competition. And any any cup well, competition. Yeah, he, really. he hated the cups. He, he hated couldn't stand them. 
silly little cups he used to say didn't he okay so that's the plan for the evening so we're expecting the fringes a couple of first teamers and then uh, Hepburn Murphy and a bunch of kiddies on the bench nice how, how does Scott Lindsay see this competition he's he seemed fairly infused by the opportunity to use his rotation options because you know it's, it's a full new uh, box of toys for Swindon this year really so we haven't got to see all of them as much as maybe we would want to and it's an opportunity to do that you know you can use your younger players but Swindon have got probably sort of 20 or so first teamers now true real first teamers who can compete to start the games not you know not like it was last year where you have just about 11 so no it's it's an interesting opportunity and prospect for Swindon this season just to see what they can do with those players and just give give people a go and you know it's it's useful from that perspective because you can keep people you can keep people fresh by giving them a week off um from the midweek games and you can get the players up to greater match sharpness for when injuries do eventually hit. Mm, yeah, and before we get to Stephen Schumacher's Pilgrims, one thing we know is that Luke Jaffcott is not available. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's it, slightly strange of Plymouth to write that in to where well, you're not using him in the EFL trophy because it was it was becoming a bit of an interesting debate there because now Jacob Wakeling scored consecutive games and you think well maybe we do have to play Jeff Cott here but he absolutely he can't it was written into the into the contract by Plymouth that he wasn't allowed to play against them just in case I don't know they they needed a they needed to not lose one of their EFL trophy group matches <laughs> well as I said there Plymouth are managed by Stephen Schumacher who was assistant to Ryan Lowe, got the gig full-time, and he's done bloody well, hasn't he? Um, In terms of their Football League trophy team, we don't really know what they're going to go with. They they drew their first game against Bristol Rovers, but won on penalties. Their lineup that day was a decent mix of experience and youth, as you would expect. So they played people like Corley Gillespie and Jordan Houghton, Joe Edwards and Ryan Hardy, but they also played youngsters like Jack Endicott and Oscar Hall. So they're probably going to do similar to that, aren't they? And not really care. They're going to care just as much as we will. Yeah, they've, they're very much set on the league, really. And it's just how many squad options do you have to put in the team and how many of them have to be literal children really de- determines the outcome between the the league sides in these games so I would be surprised if they were they were trying particularly hard which got Lindsay to talk about it being you know slightly more difficult because you can look up how the team play and who their options are but if you watch most of the league matches you're probably not going to see that many players who are going to reflect with the actual team you end up playing against so uh, it changes from that perspective but I think they see themselves as having a good handle on how Plymouth will try and play, and that shouldn't change too much, even with the uh, the alternates in. Yeah, at least two of the players that will play tomorrow were born when I lived in Plymouth when I was at university. How do you think that makes me feel, Joe? Uh, is it positive? No. Oh, shame that really. You can see it as a as a badge of honour in in some in some way. I imagine. Possibly. I should, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Lindsay on Plymouth. I, I fear he might have said they were a good footballing team. Um, he did say they were a good footballing team, but this was this was this was this was good footballing team, not good football team. Although obviously they are a good football team because they're challenging towards the top of the division above us. So 
for the first time, that probably went without saying. Um, it was, you know, obviously Plymouth, are, we've seen it before under uh, under Ryan Lowe and then Stephen Schumacher was his assistant. So he's taken off and they're playing in a fairly similar way. The, you know, they like to keep possession the way Swindon do. And they've got those the, the two strikers for which Jeff got had profited for quite some time. And, you know, they are, they are a pretty attractive, exciting attacking team to watch. How much of that they'll get to do against Scott Lindsay's tricky reds will remain to be seen. Oh, it's nice that it's Scott Lindsay's tricky reds. <laughs> well, you know, he's he got his own charm for the first time. So now it's now it's his team officially, I'd say, at this point. Yeah, absolutely is. And th- that leads us quite nicely to the next question, which was about the mood. This is going to be a running theme, I think, all season long whether we're winning, losing or drawing, we seem to really be focusing in on the mood. Tell me, what is the mood and how has it changed in the last few days? It's a bit disappointing. You might need to look back through these, listen to them again and get like a a league table of the moods or sort of a a running graph to see at what point it was. And I think pretty much always it's been on about an eight or a nine out of 10 (laughs) mood wise. And today it was you know, it was sounded very positive. Scott Lindsay was clearly enjoying himself in the sun in Yorkshire at the weekend, and he was he's come back. He said that everyone has a bit more of a, of a sip in their step on a on the Monday after a Saturday win. But of course, and we do need to keep this in mind. This this team was always having fun. They were always trying hard in training, and they saw their performances. And you know, the the mood isn't raised to a, a huge degree, although it did feel like from the first part of his answer that it had been. Because they were already having fun. Yeah, the the many moods of Swindon Town, available on CD from Christmas onwards, I'm sure. Yeah, there isn't a B-side to that one. It's it's all positive. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. We're racing through this. There's only a little episode, this one. But he was asked about our league position. Because, you know, there's nothing else to talk about when it comes to the Papa John's trophy. We have right, gone up a... Two or three places, haven't we, since uh, since the weekend, which is lovely. Well, I was frustrated that Sutton had jumped straight back above us. It's like goal difference. Yeah. You guys, we we just went above you. This isn't fair. But you know, I, I guess only winning by the one goal meant that meant that we were open to that happening. But yeah, Scott Lindsay obviously pleased to be moving up the table, which I think we have been even with the draws actually, because you know we we'd started on a fairly low note league table wise but obviously we're playing a, a team at the top of the next division this time so Scott Lindsay is is um obviously we have to respect a team in, at that level even though we you know it's not really Plymouth it's sort of Plymouth B and Swindon will be playing as a as, a, as has been described a, a strong 11 to uh, try and take them down and and keep this keep this run going. He wants to destroy them, doesn't he? Yeah, we, we've got to be, you know, we've got to be battering them whilst they don't really care. And that's that's <laughs> key. We, we want to win the EFL trophy because we want to win every game, which is, again, one of Scott Lindsay's favourite notes. Yeah, well, it's a note I like. OK, um, last question before we get to your couple, and that's on progression. Yeah, we, you know, again, to the winning every game stuff, but... Um, he was he was talking about sort of progression from the previous game where they played um, the, the quite a progression in the um, in the EFL Trophy and obviously in the previous game there was a fairly young tilt to the team and the pre-choreographed substitutions that meant Swindon were uh, left exposed and conceded two late-ish goals 
to Crystal Palace, but you know, he's he d- he did say and it was at length to say that he would never pick a team he didn't think was capable of winning a game, but obviously um, he sort of did because you know it was a lot, it was Swindon's youngsters against Crystal Palace's youngsters by the end, and you feel like Crystal Palace should have better youngsters than us. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I think it should be different this time because, as as has been discussed, the main younger players aren't aren't with Swindon currently, so uh, it'll be a fir- more first team heavy affair. Yeah, I'm going to get you to uh, try and think of your predicted starting eleven in just a moment. But first, shall we listen to your audio? Let's hear them. Obviously, you're without Johnny Williams for the next two games or so whilst he's with Wales. Do you feel like you have the players in the squad to? Replace him like for like, or do you have to shift a few things around without him? Well, I don't think we've got players to 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 come in like for like because Johnny's Johnny's a real class player, isn't he? You know, and I think that he's been arguably probably one of my better players, certainly for the certainly the last two games, if not three or four. Um, he's got real spark and energy energy about him. So to replace him is going to be difficult anyway, but it will give an opportunity for somebody else to come into the starting lineup certainly. So um, whoever I pick, I'm sure they'll um, do a, a decent job. Probably different from Johnny, but um, we've still got, like I say, good strength in depth for this club. So whoever I pick, I'm sure will come in and do a, do a good job. Yeah, and it finally feels like you got some momentum going with those two wins in a row. As you are picking a stronger squad, would you like to feel keep that? Good mood going with a win tomorrow? Yeah, of course. Like I say, we want to win every game we play. You know, you'll never see me try and set up a team to to take a draw or park the bus. Or you'll never see that. We'll always go press really high at the pitch, have our possession, try and create goal-scoring opportunities and try and win every game. So this, this game's no different. OK, then. So the first one was the loss of Johnny Williams for this game. Not a big issue, but Grimsby kind of want him to be there, don't you? Yeah, it's the issue of, of having such a, a ruddy good player in Johnny Williams and it, he does become quite a difficult player to replace and obviously the thought is that you'd be trying to see who could step into that, whether it be Morgan Roberts or whoever else to play on, on the right wing for the weekend. Um, you know, his qualities are quite difficult to find as being, you know, such a really strong creative player who dribbles well and you know, comes out you know, on the outside and in the inside and becomes so difficult to take on. So you're, it's about trying to find that replacement. Scotland, Scott Lindsay was talking about. Obviously, you can't really find a, an exact replica of Johnny Williams just off the bench because no team would have someone like that on the bench. So it is about finding someone else who can can do similar things, but also offer their own their own spin on the on the wide position. And then also produce because, you know, because of that strength and depth that we feel that we have at this moment. Really nice to see Cardiff fans enjoying seeing Johnny Williams at the service station over the weekend. I didn't actually see that, to be honest. I was. Oh, yes. There was a clip of uh, Cardiff fans chanting his name as he got back on the Swindon coach. Isn't that lovely? I feel like he didn't really do very much at Cardiff, but 
I imagine that's probably more for his Welsh contributions. Yes, uh, well, perhaps. I think he was reasonably liked, but it was all part of his return to fitness, wasn't it? But he went up a level (laughs) to do that, so fair play to him. Um, Your second question was, well, what did you want from Scott Lindsay here? Because obviously he's gone in with the, we want to win this game. Well, it's just, if the feeling is about finally actually having some momentum and some good feeling, and how important is that win, I suppose, in terms of, carrying on the momentum that you've gained using it and then keeping it you know because EFL trophies are a real a really weird place but where you know you feel like the previous games don't really matter for it because of the change lineups but you can probably keep keep a good run going if you do win them so I was just looking into into that really and I guess it was a it was a similar answer to what we've had about his desire to win the games because it was a similar question but um Yeah, it was just about, you know, I thought there was the interesting note in it about not wanting to ever send out a team to park the bus or that kind of thing um, in a game, which which shows more to Scott Lindsay's attacking credentials as a coach, I suppose. Yeah, OK. Prediction-wise, I'm going to go for, well, firstly, well done. You got the points. Although you went for a 2-1, a win is enough to get you the points against my draw. So nicely done. I believe the score is currently four points to me, three to you. Unlucky. What are you going for for this one? I'm going 3-2. Oof. Um, that's that's 3-2 Swindon as well, I might say. Okay, I'm going to go 1-0 Swindon. Ooh, okay, okay. So how are we going to separate that? Most goals scored is what will separate that. There we go. Lovely. Okay, and final one. Who are you picking for this one, given the information that you know? So we, we know Bran is in goal, pretty much, don't we? Or we think we do. Yeah, it'll be Bran in goal. I imagine you'd have... Kean Harry's and um, Kieran Brennan is your centre backs because those are the two who haven't really been used as much. Um, Divine and Dabra maybe as the fullbacks. Maybe could could still be Hutton though. I'm gonna go with Divine and Dabra. So, you know why not live a little? And then uh, midfield: Iandolo, Aguiar, and um, Khan. And then forward line, Morgan Roberts. The, the strike is tough, really, because without Jeff, we only really have the one. So Yeah, I think it, I think it's, unless he puts Abu Kanu up there again for an hour, I think Wakeling for an hour is okay, as I tempt all the fate. It, it wouldn't be the, if you, it depends on how competitive they want to be. I mean, that, shall we, shall we say Abu Kanu? Uh, Abu Kanu could be Win Davis. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of Abu Kanu as a lone striker, to be honest, from what I've seen of him. Well, the, the one thing we saw was that for all of his endeavour, not much was going his way. So I, I think I would rather they play Kanu or Win Davis than than start the person that's scoring our goals in the league at the moment. Yeah, I don't think you really want to risk Wakeling at all. So yeah, probably mm. probably would start Kanu just because. We do lack a little bit of striker if Jeffcott isn't allowed to play in this game. But even then, would you even play Jeffcott if it wasn't if it wasn't Plymouth? Because what what's the sense in injury? Although he does need to get up to fitness, maybe. It's become, maybe become becomes more difficult. And once again, I'm I'm going on a bit of a circle of not knowing anything about Swindon. And then <laughs> um, and then on on the other wing, who should, 
Who else is? Who else is? He'll be Shade. Shade plays every game. Yeah. Whether he starts it or doesn't, it'll be Shade. Shade's having an Iron Man season, so let's have him again and continue to be <laughs> the MVP of the EFL trophy. I'm, f- I'm fairly sure he's the only person that's played at least a minute in every game so far this season. I'm almost certain of that. I mean, that would that would make a lot of sense if he had done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I might be potentially, talking and Potentially Darcy, just as often as a son. Well, Darcy missed the first game, didn't he? Because I remember people were going crazy about the fact that he looked so good in pre-season. We lost 3-0 and he didn't even get on. So, yeah, he definitely didn't play against Harrogate and Shade, bless him. He certainly did. Then it is probably just Tyree Shade. He definitely needs to keep that streak up. Play him for an hour and then let Hepburn Murphy finish it. Yes, yes, indeed. There we go. Hey, we've done this in in record time. That's nice. Um, We'll be back to review this uh, game tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be with JR or someone else who's willing. And then later in the week, I've got the weekend off. It'll be you and JR talking pre-Grimsby. Isn't that nice? I mean, it's, it's big fun. Nice, nice or big switch up after your exertions in midweek. Yeah, and I will not consider this the reserves. <laughs> well, it'd be tough to say that to JR and then having to continue doing the, the podcast with him, I suppose. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, very much a, a, a strength in depth from the LS pod hosts for this. Indeed. Well, until then, it's been a pleasure as always. Joe, thank you very much. I'll be speaking to you, Rich. Thank you. The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hello, bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.